Welcome, BoomXers. Let's throw out the old playbook. It's time to tear down the traditional way of looking at your life and money. And leverage the laws of money to our advantage. That's right. There are laws of money. And those who learn and leverage the laws of money win. And sometimes win big. Stay tuned as asset protection attorney Daryl Tuttle, educator and leader of the BoomX Nation, shows us how. Beginners, investors, entrepreneurs, fellow attorneys, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's arm this ball. Now, here's the BoomX Show. The Laws of Money. Welcome to the BoomX Show, Laws of Money. Do you ever wonder or feel, or perhaps you even tried to hire a lawyer and you asked, Attorney's fees, I wonder how much is it going to cost. I wonder if I can afford it. $350 an hour, many attorneys bill. And even as an attorney, as it's been pointed out to me, like, would you hire an attorney for $350 an hour? And candidly, sometimes the answer is no. I mean, I've managed to live my life as an attorney, never needing to hire an attorney, but I can't imagine paying that amount. For an attorney, unless there was a high value proposition that was obvious to me, or I was in deep, deep, deep pain. And so that's the topic today. Is there ways that we can rethink the relationship between the law and ourselves as citizens and those practitioners who make a living selling words, helping people, giving legal advice and counsel, and sometimes at a, a price that is prohibitive? I don't know the answer to the question, but that's the topic, and we have a great guest today that I'm so excited to introduce you to, but first, we have to take a quick break, but when we return, I'm going to introduce you to an, an amazing attorney from my hometown that can help us navigate those waters. We'll be back. Greetings, I'm Daryl Tuttle. Welcome to the BoomX Show Laws and Money Podcast, where we leverage the laws of business and personal wealth so that we can show members of BoomX Nation how to protect and grow their family's financial visions for three generations or more. That's right. Three generations or more. We are in this for the long game. To learn more, go to BoomXShow.com. That's BoomXShow.com, where you can listen to prior episodes, subscribe, and have access to free and additional resources to show you how to protect your family's wealth. You can find the BoomX Show on your smartphone's podcast phone, or you can go to BoomXShow.com. That's (laughs) www.BoomXShow.com. We have a lot to do today. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back to the Boom X Show. I have this, I'm really excited about this next guest because uh, back in the day, as you know, uh, when <laughs> Boom X Show was in Como News Radio in the Seattle market, I, I, you know, I worked really, really hard to develop this audience with my, my, my people. And I finally got to the point where, you know, I was like more famous than Elvis Presley in Seattle. <laughs> and people would say, aren't you the bald Elvis Presley of... Uh, estate planning and asset protection. And I would go, well, yes, I am. But then, of course, um, I had, I made the mistake of um, inviting onto my radio show my next guest. And uh, 
you know, that show was so great. All my loyal fans would say, that was my favorite. When are you going to have Patrick back on the radio? <laughs> and I realized, really, the Boom X show is only popular because of Patrick, not because of me. Um, the, the thing that's ironic or that I really like about um, my friendship with Patrick is that I had no idea who the dude was. Um, I, I have been trying to... I'm just going to say it. it, you know, people who listen to the Boom X show know that I struggle a little bit with the legal profession and the way it's structured and, and how it works. And so I had sought out and listened to some podcasts through a legal talk network. And there was this guy on the network who just was like spot on brother. Like <clears throat> if you were bald Elvis, like me, we could be twin brothers. <laughs> As it turns out, this, this next guest is actually my age. Um, you wouldn't guess because he has a full head of hair, so he's never going to go for the bald Elvis uh, mistake. But, um, you know, just like a similar uh, vector, even though our practice areas were different. And I'll be gosh darn, just by coincidence, the guy practiced in my same town and we had never met. And so I invited him on the show and we hit it off. And so um, he's like really super famous. Uh, <laughs> but, You're killing you know, me. Yeah, so I'm just going to say this. So his name is Patrick Pallas, and he is a workers' comp attorney in Tacoma, Washington, but he's far more than that. And the thing that interests me about him is, now, Patrick, don't yell at me, but do you, you, you write a, quite a bit on this topic, do you not? Are, do you blog? How, how can the audience – I'm going to have all the links down in the show notes to this, so don't worry, but just, like, describe – what your blog and what your content and how can people find out more about you if they're so inclined? Um, well, I'll tell you this. I only have one goal and I think it's a goal that many, many, many people share, which is to um, help the public at the same time we advance the profession, right? So my audience more often than not is those people who are in um who can make the possibility of change occur. And I talk to a lot of uh, lawyers. I talk to judges. I talk to those in the tech industry uh, who all are in this legal world that we, that we live in. Um, and and the, the issue is this, that the cost of providing legal services is too high. And those people that need us the most can't find us. So um, I write a lot about how we make it where people can afford legal services. Everyone can afford legal services, not just the richest 25% or the, the top echelon of corporations. And so you can find my writing or lots of podcasts uh, or presentations probably most easily um, on my website, which is palacelaw.com. Uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at Palace Law, or just Google Patrick Palace and see what happens. Uh, or, or maybe the easiest way, since you're now collecting uh, podcast conversations, just stay right here with with with, with yeah. Daryl, and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll lay it all out for you. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's funny you said Twitter because, like, I love social media. I'm visual, so I'm like an Instagram sort of guy, and I've got like four followers on Twitter. I remember when we did our show, you said, Hey, let's get the conversation started. Did you get on Twitter? And the next thing I know, the phones are blowing up because like when he <laughs> says something on Twitter, people listen. You remember that? I do. I do. Yeah, I come in quickly. Yeah, cool. 
So <clears throat> I got to ask, um, I- I'm known for being direct and kind of cutting through the baloney. So like you, I don't see what your dog in the fight is. I mean, like, I think the reason people liked you better than me <laughs> was because like you just had this really profound sense of duty, I think. that That's what my super fans said. And I can kind of compare it to, um, I don't know where it comes from because my, my upbringing is different, but like the Kennedy family or just like the sense of, like we're not here to enrich ourselves. I personally am not motivated by money like other lawyers are. And am I being too kiss butt because I'm not known for being a sycophant, but <laughs> well, I mean, like, do you, like, I don't understand why you have this strong sense, like you're trying to get a message out and it's a message similar to mine and it, it's contrarian to the traditional legal services model. And the, I mean, like lawyers, some, not all, most, but some can make a lot of money and your message seems to be different. It seems to be like, look, attorney's fees don't need to be so high if it prevents people from getting access to justice. I think fundamentally all lawyers um, want to do the right thing and all lawyers want to help people. I think everyone goes to law school with the idea that they're going to make a better world and a better community, a better place, a more fair, more just, more equitable legal system where it's more inclusive. Uh, I haven't lost those uh, ideals. What I didn't know when I came into the profession was that well, I guess what I thought was the battle was going to be changing the laws and making the world more fair. And that's always an ongoing process. What I didn't expect was that I dedicate just as much of my life, my career, uh, to helping the profession find uh, a better path and to bridge what we, what, you know, everyone talks about the access to justice gap, which is that you know, 75% of people who need legal services can't get legal services. And to me, that's a complete failure in a justice system. And it doesn't all get blamed on courts, doesn't all get blamed on lawyers. I mean, for decades, if not centuries, to help uh, everyone. And the, this idea of pro bono work, that lawyers should all give their time and donate their time as a profession to help people has been a noble inspiration for our profession forever. I mean, our clinics are full of people volunteering, but the reality is that lawyers, there is enough lawyers to volunteer enough hours uh, to help the enormous amount of people out there who need legal services and can't afford them. So for me, it is a life calling to help the profession find the tools, the mechanisms, the means to bridge that gap so that everyone can get access to the basic legal services that they need. And frankly, if it's not us as lawyers taking that step to to, to find that solution, who's it gonna be? Who's in a better place to figure that out than us? So I'd rather be the one driving the bus um, than than to fail our system and fail those people that need us. At the beginning of that, you said, Did you say, like, when you first started in law school, the idea was to change the laws to favor so they were more fair? And then when you realized that couldn't happen, I'm kind of teasing you a little bit because that's like when you're a young lawyer, you're like, you go into law school thinking you're going to change the world. And then when you get into it, you realize, oh, no. (laughs) Like, I think that they, no, I've had no impact on the law, me personally, whatsoever. 
And um, so now we're kind of stuck with, okay, how can we drop prices down and increase consumer um, knowledge, basically? You see the difference between like a substantive belief and I can change the law (laughs) to now we're like down to the economics of it, the dollars and cents of practicing law and how expensive it is. Well, it's true. I mean, I, you know, people think that lawyers are wealthy and making all this money. And the idea of a greedy lawyer is uh, an urban myth out there. So is the idea that there are too many lawyers. Uh, the reality is that we are grossly short of lawyers. There's more demand than there is supply. Um, and we are failing uh, those people that need basic legal services because there's not enough lawyers or legal services available to them. Um, and I think it's really critical um, that lawyers uh, head down a path uh, of being able to uh, provide a greater supply of law so that that demand uh, can be met. I, I really have a problem with the, the highest tier of people being able to access the law. We have all these laws. We have a constitution, uh, right? We have a whole system. Uh, who's it made for? Well, ideally, it's made for everybody. Who's using it? 25% large companies, corporations, those who have the funds and the ability, which is very, very few people in this country. And I think that needs to be changed. Law is for everyone. Justice is for everyone. Access is for everyone. Uh, But not everyone can afford $250 or $350 per hour for a lawyer. In fact, most can't. I hear most lawyers, Daryl, and I'll challenge you. If you had to hire a lawyer at $300 an hour right now, how long would you last before you told the lawyer, thank you very much? I can't keep doing this. Most lawyers can't afford themselves. Yeah, that's Right. So that's got to change. And so uh, there's a lot of number of ways and I'll, I'll leave it to you. you. You're the one asking the questions, but there's lots of changes being made now. Uh, there's huge strides going forward. Uh, the whole system is being overhauled. There is great hope and promise, uh, but we're on that precipice of either finding the inertia to push through it or stalling. And COVID, frankly, has been a huge, huge help, silver lining. Uh, to move in the profession forward. Okay, okay. so we're going to get to COVID in a minute. I'm going to say this, though, before we do. Uh, one of the reasons, you know, like cynicism is a problem. We, we fight it. And you are, um, like, not only are you not the bald Elvis, you're like the cheerful Elvis. I'm more of the pessimistic Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the optimistic Elvis. And uh, <laughs> so I have this buddy who I respect quite a bit, but she's a, um, a coach for other lawyers. And so I said, like, you know, she has a podcast and in fact, you should be on her podcast. I'll introduce you to her. But um, she, you know, the comment was like, can we have a conversation about attorney's fees? And her, her response was, You're, there, there are no, there's no lawyer that's going to have that conversation with you, which is cynicism basically. Right. And I thought to myself, I know one who will. And I swear I texted you about 15 seconds after that happened. And you said, yes, absolutely. I'll have that conversation. So yay, you, it it takes breaking down some barriers because lawyers really truly are duty bound. And the difference between the non-lawyers who consult attorneys and the legal profession is that attorneys swear an oath. Like we are bound by the rules of professional conduct and we swear an oath 
to do a lot of things, one of which is to support the Constitution and this concept of, you know, like democracy and, and like access to justice and whatnot. Now, what has happened is because a lot is reactive, right? It's always looking backwards for solutions instead of forward for solutions. You know, we just it's really hard for us to break out of the traditional model. It takes like a, a, some kind of catalyst for that to happen. And so um, I'm just going to ask up until COVID, like, so, so now we're on the topic of like, how has COVID changed the world? Yeah. Um, I didn't, I'm, I personally made a decision to go virtual only before COVID. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have the same overhead and the same size of office that you did. And when I reconnected with you this last time, I was like, I wasn't surprised, but I wonder if you might just talk about what was your practice like before COVID, like immediately before? And then how has COVID changed the way you view the operation, your overhead? What kind of opportunities are there after we've kind of learned like, oh, my goodness, there is an Internet and we can communicate through it. And lawyers really just talk. That's all we do. So. Yeah, well, that's a great question. And I'll address that for my firm, but I think I'll also address that to the best that I can for for all lawyers who are, you know, solo, small or medium firm lawyers. I think we're all going through the same thing right now. Uh, In in my firm, um, we had built a footprint and an infrastructure to be virtual. The challenge is that um, you have to have customers that will use your systems, right? So when Amazon first came out, people ordering online, I don't want to give anybody my credit card. I can't trust that, right? But as the culture shifts slowly, it becomes the norm. Um, just like, you know, uh, Uber and I think Netflix. No, I have to go rent my, my DVDs, uh, right, or my Blu-rays and bring them home and plug them in and then give them back. What? I can just get them on my computer. How does that work? Um, or on my TV, Netflix, sounds crazy. I mean, we all adjust and consumers adjust. And so I had built a firm to be virtual, uh, but frankly, getting uh, my clients to all use it and uh, get my staff to 100% endorse and take ownership was was the work in progress. And then COVID hit. And uh, so, you know, in the weeks before our governor said, hey, it's time for everyone to go home, uh, who's not an essential worker, I said, here we are, let's do this. And I sent, you know, 30 people home and uh, our firm ran without a hitch. There wasn't even an hour that we didn't take phone calls or continue our exact processes. We were ready to go. Uh, the change was everyone actually setting an office in their house and then learning how to work with their kids and their spouses and their dogs barking. And everyone went from, I've used Zoom, but I'm not great at it, to now I'm a Zoom expert. Um, where we went from that was rather dramatic because not just us, but the entire legal profession, I think probably everybody who works in a business or has a job, uh, we all, we all went on that path of zoom is okay. And that I don't have to go to the store to shop. I don't have to go to a restaurant to get food. Uh, right. I don't have to go to a movie theater to watch movies. Uh, you name it. I don't have to have an in-person conversation to have a conversation with people and get things done. I can do these things online. And once we made that shift and then our clients started making that shift door after door open, for example, the problem with doctors and lawyers is that you have to call if you get, once you get through, maybe send an email. Can I have an appointment? Uh, maybe you have to call, get put on hold. Someone picks up the phone. Uh, I'd like to schedule an appointment, hold just a minute. 
okay, we have an availability in three weeks. Can you come in? Okay, I'll come in. And then you put it in your calendar and then you take time off work or get childcare and then you come in and you drive in and then you fight traffic and then you pay parking and then you find a parking spot, right? And 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 then you walk into the office and then you sit in the in the lounge for a while and then finally you get off the couch and meet with your lawyer or doctor for five minutes, blah, blah, blah. You're out the door, reverse the process. Two hours your day is gone. And by the way, while you're there, you probably have to fill up paperwork and then hand it over and, you know, whatever else in doctor's offices, we, we want to ask you 12 insurance questions first and get your insurance card and lawyer's office. It's, it's fill out this uh, uh, questionnaire for us, right? It's, it's, we've got rid of all of that. And if a client wants to like meet with me or a lot of lawyers these days, uh, you go on the website, you, you click an appointment you get immediately into our office. You're on a Zoom call or a phone call. We take care of it in, in minutes or as quickly as we can. And you're done. You've never, you can sit on your couch in a pair of shorts and a tank top and get high-end legal services uh, now and save all of that time and all of that money and, and all of that effort. And that's just one small example, right? Because it's not just, you know, Zoom and not going there. This has created a whole revolution of how legal services become more client focused, client centric, and they're no longer services. What, what's the easiest and best for a lawyer? You come to me, I'm important. It's now, how can a lawyer just simply come to you? How can we give you what you need instantly? How can we make your, um, your service seamless, simple, fast? And I'll say one more thing that maybe is kind of a generality if you wanna drill down, but I, I think that people come to lawyers like they come to mechanics. Your car's not working well. Can you fix it? And lawyers are like, well, let me pull out my mechanics manual and explain to you every tool I need, how long it'll take me to do this, exactly what all of the training I've had to get you there. And I think most people like me say, I don't care. Just fix it. Give me a solution fast. Get it done. Make it inexpensive. Get the solution done. I want to go home. I don't want a mechanic or anybody else explaining things to me to death. And I think lawyers are really good at over explaining and oversharing and talking too much about stuff. And so we've changed our books or office to just, you know, if you pardon my French, getting shit done. Like you want an answer? Here it is. You want help? Yeah. Here it is. I'm right? not sure. Online, I'm gonna... Instantly or with, without a, a mouth or an attorney other in a line, just get it. Here it is. I'm going to push back a little bit on that because um, sure. not my practice area, man. <laughs> you know, because I, it's money, right? Like your money and people want to know, okay, so I just to make sure <clears throat> I understand this, Daryl, you're creating um, an estate plan for me that costs thousands of dollars. And my next step is to die. <laughs> like the benefit isn't a devil. I'm dead. I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of it. Asset protection for me was, was a development in which, oh, wow. So you're actually benefiting from my legal work while you were alive. That's pretty good. You have to admit I will say this though, Patrick, um, how long is a process like a typical case for you if the client hired you from the beginning and you successfully concluded it? Like how many time frame is that? Like a car mechanic, hopefully they can get it done in a week, whereas litigation, sometimes it's two years. And I, I just know if it was me, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, well, can you imagine like immigration? Like Oh my God, am I going to be sent? Oh, am I going to be deported? Like, don't you, like you want information as well. 
my point is technology can really help us do that because we can create a portal or some kind of system where we don't have to wait for the attorney meeting next week to get an answer. Like, like we can create, like here are all your documents. Here's where you are in the pipeline of litigation. Here's the current status. Here's a note from your attorney. I'm not sure. I used to be a public defender for about 15 seconds when I practiced law in the beginning. So the phone would go off at 12 o'clock midnight from the, from the jail. I'm not saying we go that far, but it does seem to me it's also, can we use technology to provide current and reliable information just to make the experience better for the client? Do you have well, a short, short answer is, of course, yes. And that's what COVID has created. It's created uh, opportunities uh, that, that, that people who need legal services are finally availing themselves of in a lot of ways. Um, and let me go back to where you started with this, uh, with, with, you know, wills and estates. Like, can you really do that in, in wills and estates? Maybe everybody's practice is different. And, and back to don't you cases take a long time to get done. And let me say this as generality. It takes us as long as is needed to get a case done. Uh, and what that means is that one size doesn't fit all. Some people need services from, in a case, I'll say cradle to grave from the beginning uh, of their event, whatever it is, if it's for you, maybe creating a will for me, maybe it's being in a car collision or, or being injured at work. Um, that's the cradle part to grave to when the problem is solved. But the idea that one size fits all, I think is a huge problem for lawyers because lawyers think that only they can tackle it and only they can do it and only they can do it. And I have to do it from beginning to end. It's the idea of every last person in this country has to go buy the most expensive, fully loaded car possible, whether they can afford it or not. That's the only way you can drive. And the reality is that there's a lot of ways to get around, including a, you know, a 50 cent bus pass or free transportation through the middle of your city. You don't have to buy the most expensive car. I've heard other ideas of, of you know, what if you um, uh, uh, go to dinner and, and you're ordering dinner and you see something that says uh, lobster uh, market price and you say, okay, well, what is that? Well, I can't tell you what that price is today, sir. I have to find out what it costs to be delivered and how much gas was used on the fisherman's boat and whether the transportation guy uh, was, is being paid union wage or, or not. And then, of course, we have to get it here and I have to check my cook to see how, how long it'll take. And I, you have to wait for the end of your meal and then we'll just charge you whatever our billable rate is until we hand you your lobster, sir. And I think that that is the oldest school way of thinking about practicing law. We should give people a, a dollar meal from McDonald's if that's what they need. If they want to have a steak or drive a Cadillac or, or a, a Mercedes Benz or whatever, that's fine too. But people should be able to, to go to a legal buffet and, and take a little or a lot, but it's whatever they need to solve their problems. And the idea that we have to do it cradle to grave and it has to be a lawyer, I think it's an idea that is past time, needs to be discarded. It's old world thinking and it's no longer in step with the modern needs uh, in this legal economy for this uh, for these people of these United States. Okay, so I know you're busy. I'm busy too. We got to wrap it up here in a minute, but I'm going to tell you a little story, a quick one, and then this idea. And this is total think tank, Patrick. If you tell me it's a bad idea, I'm going to stop because I'm about ready to launch. You ready? 
okay, so there, there's this woman, a pioneer in entrepreneurship who's female is a woman named um, Laura Roeder. You, you probably not heard that name, but um, I was probably about 10 years into practice and I, I started getting these emails from this person. I don't even know how. And she convinced me to eventually pull out my credit card. And her message was, you can use social media to market. And of course, I was like most lawyers. I said, what's social media? But there was something about her delivery. It was content, but a relationship was established. And I think I paid like $9 a month, something crazy, and started to purchase from her. And I learned a lot from her. And then I was heartbroken because I, one day there was an email that said, I'm sorry, but I'm closing my business down. And I'm like, but I pulled out my credit card and you're my friend. <laughs> well, her thing was, I'm going to take a gamble and I'm going to start the software company called Meet Edgar. And Meet Edgar now is one of two social media delivery platforms. And uh, I always thought about her, like what courage she had to walk away from established, you know, she was in Forbes and all this stuff. Well, it turned out to be successful she saw something that the rest of us didn't because now it's amazing. And um, about 18 months ago, I Googled her name and believe it or not, Patrick, I found a link where I could pay a minimal amount of dollar and buy an hour of her time. And so I'm like, so I told her this whole story and now she's married. She lives in England with her husband. She has a newborn baby. She's super successful. And I told her, that I wanted to stop practicing law, that I thought the model was broken. It wasn't a good fit for me. And I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to deliver services at a low rate. And she said to me, Daryl, <clears throat> I just hired an attorney for estate planning. And I, I know what you're talking about. I paid thousands and thousands of dollars for this. And I walked away from this law firm with this estate plan. And it was like, that's it? what do I do now? And so we had this conversation and she gave me some advice and it was basically don't charge more than $40 a month for legal service, not, not legal services, but your vision of rolling out legal services. And I'm like $40. I mean, like it was so shocking to me because that, that's not very much money, Patrick. And she says, but just imagine a thousand people or 2000, make it so good and have such a high value proposition that it's scaled. And I had never heard that word before. I mean, I heard, but I still didn't understand it scaled. When entrepreneurs use that word, they mean a lot of people at a low price. So guess what? This week I'm rolling out the $40 um, a month version of it in, in which. Bravo. Well done. Right? <laughs> so I'm on to something, right? I, yes. Okay. So good. Okay. So the happy Elvis says it's good. Laura Roder says it's good, but, but that's an example of, um, I, it, and believe me, the work product is exactly the same as it would be if you hired me directly and arguably better because my vision is to have weekly live meetings with my community. You can ask any question you want to. You don't have to worry about additional attorney's fees. You can message me through the app. You can have status. You can store your documents and, I hope that I'm on to something because, you know, when work products, $8,000 to $15,000, people just can't afford that. Right. All right. Thank you, man. So you're back to, you're back to the idea that, that law should be a buffet. And if someone wants to come to your buffet table and they can choose uh, the, the full meal 
uh, where they go back uh, and fill up as many times as possible with the most expensive food out there, or they can come to you for forty dollars and get a a a, a snack, <laughs> right? Well, well, and get the problems off. That buffet thinking about scalability, I think, is is critical for lawyers to all embrace. And you're obviously ahead of the curve. But I'll say this is generality. I had a debate with a very smart, uh, very well-established lawyer. And he was giving, we were at a law school talking to law students, and he was giving advice to become an absolute expert and charge as much as you can because you are the expert and everyone will come to you. And that's how you're successful. And I challenged him. I said, I think the exact, exact opposite. If you want to be successful, don't ask, how can I charge more? Ask, how can I charge less and charge the smallest possible fee you can, scale out your business and give the best service that's available for everybody who needs you. That's where lawyers should go. Don't ask how to charge more, ask how to charge less. And that's what you're asking. And I think that's the future model of law. Boomax, man, that's, that's why people like you so much. Uh, one last question before I let you go. So what'd you have to do to train that dog? Because you were talking about dogs barking during a Zoom. That the Dalmatian in the background, I think it got up and left, but that thing is the most disciplined, quiet thing ever. Is it still there? Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's that's my great Dane. Uh, oh, it's a great our, Dane. He is our he is our firm mascot. His name is Sirius S I R I U S Sirius George, uh, and uh, and he comes and he stays with me and works with me in my my office or at home. And he's just a very good boy. He uh, yeah. he he likes podcasts. Very cool. Uh, if I had known it was a Great Dane, I would have changed it because Great Danes, like the bigger the dog, the more mellow they are. So he's a good boy. Patrick, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the Boom X show. And uh, I hope to have you back someday so we can continue this conversation. So much to talk about. Thank you for the chance to at least share a piece of my vision and, uh, and join it to yours. I'm, I'm always happy to, uh, to make connections. Uh, thank you for the opportunity, my friend, and, and good luck to you in the practice. And I'm the one who wants to hear how this uh, experiment works for you. I think it's going to be a really good, really good thing for you and your clients. Well, thank you, man. The challenge is going to be fine. And I find the middle of the Caribbean ocean, <laughs> but you know how that goes. Okay. That's it. That's a wrap. And that was the interview with Patrick. Uh, <laughs> An experiment. Wouldn't it be great if it was more than just an experiment if it was actually launched? And uh, as I, I plan to publish this today, which is the first day in March 2021, and the $40 a month option that I refer to in this podcast, hopefully it'll be rolled out this week. And, and the concept is for $40 a month, you can be a member of the BoomX Academy community and you can uh, use the retail drafting app to create the same work product using a online interactive coded. I coded it myself, been working on it for my entire career. So it's the same software application that I use for my clients. Um, what What's missing though is it's not just the legal documents. It is the knowledge. And, you know, like attorneys offer advice and counsel. So wouldn't it be great if there was an academy somewhere where you could just learn from others, ask questions of an attorney, go to live weekly meetings, um, raise your hand, ask any question you want to. And there were online courses that essentially, rather than pay $350 for a one-on-one -on -one consultation with an attorney, just like watch the video of the attorney explaining the, the concept. I mean, imagine how radical that would be. We would call that something like the BoomX Academy, maybe. That thing is launched, boomxacademy.com. Check it out. Hey, BoomXers. 
Have you heard about the new BoomX Academy? This online academy offers courses that are taught by Daryl Tuttle, host of the BoomX Show, and other educators. Many courses include a digital lesson book, video presentations, and illustrations to help you plan and live a successful retirement. Welcome back to the BoomX Show, Laws of Money podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Tuttle. Have you already earned your money? You've already learned how to save and budget and set financial goals. But in the back of your mind, you're wondering, is there something else I should be doing? The answer is yes, there is. But where do you go to get the right answer without paying a lot of money to people who speak money management mumbo jumbo or worst of all, legalese by attorneys? I am one. I can say that. But I've got good news. The BoomX Academy is now open for enrollment. We take anyone of any experience level who has a willingness to learn about wealth, about the laws of money, about asset protection and legacy. Legacy to hold and protect money for generations, not just one lifetime. We'll even take lawyers. (laughs) Some. You gotta laugh. To learn more, go to boomxacademy.com.